I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So I'd planned to start with something else, but, you know, plans change. Try to put the baby to bed. Sometimes the baby wakes up. You got to, you know, take care of the baby. The baby wakes up. Baby woke up. Had other plans. Uh, yeah, big big deal in Major League Baseball. And uh, v- bad news if you don't like baseball talk on the radio. This is a bad night for you. It's a bad night for you. <laughs> this, is a, this is a night to go listen to uh, public radio or something like that. I don't know, whatever the hell you do. But uh, but big Bafo Sacco news out of the winter meetings. I assume you've heard now, but maybe not. Maybe you're late to the party. And, uh, bad job by you. Although you're not late to this party because this party just started like a, you know, three minutes ago. This party just started. So Garrett Cole has picked a new team, and uh, we, we already blew the lead, uh, you know, I, the show, bad job by me. I you know, poker the show. I showed my hand. Uh, not the Angels, no. Not the Dodgers, no, no. Not a mystery team, no, no, no mystery team. Please. Uh, Garrett Cole has agreed to terms with the New York Yankees. Start spreading the news. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And a number one, king of the hill. Blah 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 blah. Now the 
people familiar with the contract claim that Garrett Cole will get $1 million um, every other day, pretty much. It's, <laughs> just, it's, it's 30, it's, it works out to $36 million a year. There's a couple ways to look at this. If Garrett Cole is bad as a Yankee, if Garrett Cole is ineffective as a Yankee in the first part of the contract, it is a nine-year contract for $324 million. If Garrett Cole is really good as a Yankee, it is a five-year contract for $180 million. Because if Garrett Cole's good over the first five years of the contract, he's going to opt out of the contract and get even more money after that. So that's really what it comes down to. If you want to you know, punish the Yankees, have Garrett Cole be bad the first like four or five years, or even maybe not the first couple of years, be good, but then after that all of a sudden start to blow, and then he'll uh, say, oh, I'm going to stay. So a lot of people in Boston were hoping that David Price would have opted out of his contract with the Red Sox, but no, he was not that good. And so I'll, uh, I'll stay. I like it here, even though I don't like it here, and I hate the people, but I will stay around anyway. And uh, that's just the way it is. All right, so the question here, we know the headline. Right? Garrett Cole in pinstripes. Big number, $324 million, and this is bouncing all over the echo chamber of sports talk radio and sports media. The question, what do you make of this year? Uh, I've got, well, i got a lot of thoughts on this. i got a lot of thoughts on this. You've got whale watching, the teachable moment, and the double-edged sword. And uh, we will knock all of this down. Now, Hey, congratulations, a hearty congratulations to Garrett Cole. He grew up not far from where I grew up, and we both made it in life. Uh, You know, I'm doing overnight radio, and he's going to make $36 million a year pitching for the Yankees. So it's always nice when people from your area end up making a ton of money. Uh, Of course, he parlayed what was a career year with the Astros into the mega millions, right? The riches of... Solomon, or in this case, the riches of the Steinbrenner family and the other owners of the Yankees, but it's it's the riches of Solomon times two, and Scott Boris got his wish. All right, this is the masterpiece of a man that has pitched masterpiece after masterpiece. He's Michelangelo, but this is number one, the magnum opus of Scott Boris. Everything Set up perfectly. As our friend, the sports sorceress would say, the stars have aligned. And they worked out magically for Scott Boris and for his client here. He tossed out a dollar figure. This is is how Scott Boris did it. So he tosses out a dollar figure. He then turned into a mix of auctioneer and partaked in whale watching. Okay, because this is a battle of whales, the billionaire whales, the whale from Anaheim in the Pacific, the whale from the Dodgers out in the Pacific, and then you had the Atlantic whale, the Yankees, the granddaddy of them all, and the Yankees in the end showing that, hey, you know, L.A. is pretty nice, the sun's good, but that uh, Wall Street money, man, you can't mess around with that Wall Street money. That's why the titans of business are in New York City, and cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching and <laughs> yeah now you know what's going to happen next is you're going to see a a fury uh, a furor of people upset now you know, people initially are excited and all that but then you'll get a bunch of angry scribes and bleeding heart bloggers who will be demanding the Yankees be punished for spending all of this money. It's not right for baseball. What about the Royals? What about the Brewers? What about the Twins? What aboutism, right? So the what aboutism that kicks in when these things happen. And I say fooey to that. Uh, I, I have no problem. I'm not a Yankee fan. I, I don't. Uh, I, don't really care. I don't care about the Yankees at all, but I'm happy the Yankees are this. Good for them. I wish that the team I liked had signed uh, Garrett Cole. So I can't sit there and say, well, it sucks the Yankees got him. Good. Now I just hope that Garrett, Garrett Cole's arm falls off, and then that'll be fine. So so <laughs> if, you, if you don't like the Yankees, this is actually not a bad thing, right? Because I think this has a high chance of being a disaster, but more on that in a minute. All right, more on that in a couple minutes here. Now, part B of this, this is a teachable moment. 
if you are planning a life in crime. And when I mean it's a teachable moment, it's that crime pays, but only a certain kind of crime. Meaning if you're if you're planning on becoming just like a petty criminal, and we got guys, I get emails from guys that are in prison, you know, they love the show, and I thank you for that. God love you. I mean, you, you know, you, you don't have to be listening. I don't, I, I didn't know you're allowed to listen. I always thought like in in prison, you know, lights out at a certain time, you can't have any kind of media or anything like that. And, you, you, but I don't know. I'm not yet been to prison, but maybe someday I'll find out. But anyway, I get email from people who, uh, that listen to the to the show in prison and whatnot, and they've been in for different things. But it, the point about crime, this being a teachable moment and crime paying, like if you're going to go around robbing liquor stores, that doesn't really pay that well, right? You got to do a cost-benefit analysis. Now, if if you really want to make money, this is like what Garrett Cole did is like an Ocean's Eleven bank heist, right? This is a train robbery is what this is. Uh, and there was no gun. Uh, there, there was no machete, um, none of that. No hand grenade was used, no Molotov cocktail. Just a lethal agent and the desperation of wealthy people. And that's it, period, hard stop. Now, what does this do for the Yankees? Obviously, at the, at the very beginning of this, you say that's the, they got the daily double. The Yankees got the daily effing double because not only did they fill the biggest need, they did not have a number one pitcher last year and still made the postseason and all that, and we're on the cusp of getting to the World Series. But but th- what this does is it it fixes that because you now have a number one pitcher, and it's the daily double because you take that pitcher away from the team you have to get past, in theory, to get to the World Series. Of course, we know that the reality is the Astros will be taken care of by Rob Manford, uh, they will be banned uh, from baseball for possibly life. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was Jeff Luno there. He went to get room service at his door in San Diego at the winter bang, meetings bang. there. Oh, I'm sorry. A.J. Hinch just got up. He went, he went to the hotel bar there. Sorry about that. I'm, we've got these guys mic'd up. We have microphones everywhere where the Astros uh, go. Now, as far as Garrett Cole's concerned... Uh, this will be played up that he gets to play for his childhood team and all that. That's a bunch of nonsense, okay? Come on. I mean, he's not eight years old anymore. He's a grown-ass man. So let's uh, let's stop with, oh, he's reminiscing about when he was eight years old. Uh, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's craziness. Um, you know, and, and the, the thing about this is he came from a decently uh, well-off family, but this is you know, generational uh, wealth. This is uh, you're you're flirting with hedge fund level money, uh, and you only have to. What a scam these starting pitchers have in baseball. If I paid a guy thirty six million dollars, I'd want him to start every other game. I'd be like, all right, you're going to start eighty one games this year. Uh, good luck. I hope your arm makes it, but that's the way that it's going to be. It's insane train is what it is to, to do this, but it's not my money and good for the Yankees. They can afford it. And, uh, you know, the, these things always, 100% of the time, by the end of the contract, you're like, wow, I wish we'd only signed this player for a couple of less years than we signed him for. It just That's just the way that it works out. Uh, and and I, there's not a single example that you can come up with where it said, well, that was just the perfect amount of time. It was just the perfect amount of time. Uh, you know, it was, I, I had this guy for nine years, and every one of the nine years he was marvelous. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Now, the Yankees also have to hope that Garrett Cole is not a product of shady baseball deep in the heart of Texas because the Astros are the dirty dogs of baseball. And what if he no longer has that spin rate that everyone was aroused about and all these baseball scouts had orgasms about spin rate from Garrett Cole. What if he no longer has that when he goes to the Bronx, right? What if you get the Garrett Cole that had pitched in the National League for five years and had an earned run average of 3.50 for the Buccos, the Pittsburgh Pirates? What if you get that guy? What if you get the Garrett Cole that his last two years in Pittsburgh was 7-10 and and 12-12? and What if that's the guy that shows up and had an ERA of like 3.88? His ERA's last year in Pittsburgh was like 4.2, which is you know, 4.2 ERA is like a number three starter. Did the Yankees just pay $36 million for a number three starter? 
And the other argument, which I think is a legitimate argument, is that Garrett Cole, for back-to-back seasons in Houston, got better and better and better. And there's two ways to look at this. He's just going to keep getting better, or you can say there's going to be a a regression to the mean, that uh, things don't always keep progressing up. You know, you're either going up or you're going down, but you're not staying the same. He's not going to stay the same. He's either going to get better or get worse. So the odds would say that he's probably going to get worse because how much better could he get? He was uh, amazing. Led baseball and earned run average last year for uh, the the starting pitchers. Uh, he's actually going to get more than than a million dollars to start. He made he's made an average of 34 starts a year uh, based on a 162 game season, and so he's going to get like over a million dollars per start based on what he has done, which, as my friend Dick Stockton taught me, is not what he will do. It's just what he has done. All right, last thing here. So doing some number crunching, because you know, that's what I do. i got nothing going on. So doing some number crunching, uh, Garrett Cole's contract is the proverbial double-edged sword. It is both a blessing and a curse, because on one hand, he drops down like manna from heaven. Just what Dr. Steinbrenner ordered. Right? Oh, my. Force multiplier, centerpiece of the Yankee rotation, big game pitcher. On the other hand, if he stays for all nine years, you know, he's, you're talking about mid 30s Garrett Cole. This is going to be an albatross of a contract. Uh, and, and Garrett Cole, like all of us, is fallible. He's not Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Aquaman, or any other kind of man. He's just a pitcher man is what he is. And so the human body breaks down. Injuries will happen over the next nine uh, seasons. Now, if they're not major, you're like, okay, if he's on the DL a couple of times, big deal. The safety net is the five-year out, but it only protects Garrett Cole. It does not protect the Yankees. And we've not heard any evidence that the Yankees have any kind of protections in this. And good luck trying to get a nine-year contract insured. Is uh, Lloyd's of London still in business? Are they, uh, they still doing that? Are they going to hand out a nine-year insurance plan on a starting pitcher? Uh, yeah. Uh, good luck. And as far as the argument that Garrett Cole can't handle New York, I mean, that's always out there because old-time baseball people remember Ed Whitson, who... Did not make $324 million, but he had been a a pitcher for the Padres and signed with the uh, Yankees, went to the Yankees, and it was just a mess. And they they nicknamed it in those days, a million years ago, they called it Ed Whitson disease, those players that could not handle pitching for the Yankees. And uh, we'll find out about all that, but it's going to be fun. It'll be good to talk about it. It's always fun when guys go to New York and just suck, isn't it? I mean, it's just great because all these New Yorkers, all these, these idiots on Wall Street think everyone's going to be wonderful wearing Yankee yeah, pinstripes and all that, and they're just going to be marvelous, and then it blows up in your, in your proverbial face. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are two days into baseball's winter meetings. Now, we're not going to talk about this, the whole Malin monologue. I actually want to rant about something else, the sequel not being the equal. But we begin with the big story. Don't bury the lead, my man. Don't bury the lead. All right, boss. Not going to bury the lead. Calm down. Go to bed. The winter meetings, two days in, in San Diego. And we have already had Steven Strasburg re-signing with the Washington Nationals. D.D. Gregorius signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. The Angels traded Zach Cozart to the San Francisco Giants. Ooh. Those are all minor trades. Nomar Mazzara, who had hit a bunch of home runs for the Rangers. Never heard couple. of him. Well, he plays for the Rangers. That's why. He got traded to the White Sox. But the creme de la creme, the crown jewel, has landed as Garrett Cole, in a move that came down not long before we came on the radio, eh, I guess long enough, uh, Garrett Cole signs with the Yankees. And he gets a contract that makes him now, this is the fifth largest contract in sport. The fifth largest contract in sport. Garrett Cole gets $324 million with the Yankees. The only contracts that are bigger than Garrett Cole are Giancarlo Stanton, who I think, what sport does he play? Uh, that, that's right, baseball. He signed it with the Marlins, but he got $325 million. Third biggest contract in sport goes to who? Oh, that's right, uh, Bryce Harper. What? Now he's a he, Bryce Harper's like a golfer, right? And he, no, no, baseball player. Bryce Harper, three hundred thirty million dollars. Now he signed with the Phillies. The one that does not belong on the, this list, uh, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, oh man, yeah, Canelo Alvarez. Now he's not a baseball player. Is he a football player? Does he play quarterback for like the? 
don't know. 40, no, not for the 49ers. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is... Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, boxing. And he signed with uh, Dazen, right? Dazen or whatever it is. Uh, $365 million uh, for him. And the only other contract bigger is Mike Trout. What Now, he, Mike Trout must be like a hockey player, right? For like the Flyers or something like that. St. Louis Blues? Does he skate? No, he does not skate for the St. Louis Blues. How about the Wild? Does Mike Trout skate for the Minnesota Wild? No. Trout with the Wild. No. That's right. He plays baseball with the Angels. Check that out. Five biggest contracts handed out, and four of them are baseball players, and one of them is a boxer with a TV network for pay-per-view fights. Uh, life is good. Life is good. Nine-year contract. It's uh, Only one person's gotten a longer contract, one pitcher's gotten a longer contract than than Garrett Cole. And if you go by average salary per year, which many people think is more important than total value because contracts, there's options to get out of contracts and whatnot, Garrett Cole now becomes the highest per year salary in the history of baseball. He passes Mike Trout. Mike Trout's getting $35.5 million, but if you look at the numbers, and this comes from MLB propaganda, Garrett Cole will make $36 million uh, being being reported by state-run NFL media. And so that's half a million dollars more per year. Keep in mind, Mike Trout will play, if he's healthy, 150 games, 155 games. Garrett Cole, if he's healthy, will start 33 games. Uh, that is the that is the difference. And as we've seen in the playoffs, you know, Garrett Cole pitched well for the Astros in the playoffs, but if you can foul pitches off and have good starting pitching by your side and just kind of hang around, you, know, you can pay a guy $36 million, and, and that's great, but you still – have the bullpens that often decide the outcomes of these playoff games, as I have painfully and agonally uh, heard for years here and witnessed for years. Anyway, uh, so the sequel, not the equal. We, we pivot away from baseball. We'll get back to that. It was day two of the latest Patriot-related scandal, and uh, we'll just say that much, much has been left to be desired here on this story. There were many people very optimistic has not worked out the way they were hoping for. If you've not been keeping track here, I'll give you the, the very brief thumbnail recap. So the Patriots videographer had recorded several minutes of footage there from the, the Bengals' sidelines during the Bengals-Browns game this weekend, this past weekend. And it happens to be that the Patriots play the Bengals this coming week. Someone from Cincinnati was so aghast by this immoral behavior that they filed a formal complaint to the NFL office. So the investigation is underway. The flag is up. And they're out of the starting gates. And so uh, the problem is the Patriots have stopped the race because they put the kibosh on all the fun. They said, hey, uh, this is an honest mistake uh, by some low-rung hired gun, hired hand, and uh, it's not some egregious plan to cheat. Now, a little birdie with a big mouth, says the Patriots are going to be punished with a small fine, and that's it. That That is likely going to be the way this turns out, barring some surprising turn of events. Now, it doesn't seem that that is going to be enough because many were very optimistic that this would be a high crimes and misdemeanors situation. The very rumor of light punishment has sent several NFL executives into a tizzy into a literal tizzing uh, over this this story. Uh, rival executives have told uh, several media outfits, including uh, Charles Robinson over at Yahoo, that they would like to see the tape that was recorded. They don't believe the NFL, that the Patriots, it wasn't that big a deal and all that stuff. They want to actually see the tape uh, that the Pats video guy uh, recorded. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that. The question, should the NFL kowtow to these other teams and allow other clubs to see what is the embargoed sideline video? And the answer is absolutely not. And it's absurd. It's it's crazy. Go, you know, what you got to do is go get some meds. All right, chill out. Get some meds. Get a therapy dog. Uh, do what you got to do. All right, whatever gets you through life. But that's not going to happen. You've got I've got Jerry Nadler, jaywalking, and headwinds. And we will combine all these things uh, together. Now, A, I, I feel like Antonio Brown should be involved in this story somehow because it's clown town, right? It's an NFL investigative arm 
already the Keystone Cops. I, I, I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany a while back. I said, you know, the NFL should just get out of this uh, investigation. I, I, was, I, I think it was during the Jonathan Martin um, bullying scandal. This is so stupid. Um, but they continue on. And in, in what world is it acceptable to show teams not involved in the story the video? That would be like having, I don't know, a witness testify and then later get to ask questions to other witnesses. Oh, that's right. That, that happened, right? The hearings uh, in, by Congress, the impeachment hearings, that happened. So the NFL teams, these other NFL teams that want to partake in that, that are, according to Charles Robinson, asking to see the video that the Patriot videographer recorded, are trying to take a page out of the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler's playbook. They want to, they want to uh, be part of it. It, it just makes sense. It, it, it's illogical. Uh, is what it is. There's there's so much animosity and bitterness towards the Patriots. Uh, it's not surprising. It's we knew this. It's still fascinating to watch. The Patriots are the Donald Trump of the NFL, right? They uh, you you would think that the these other dopes would be enjoying right now the demise, the slow burn of Tom Brady and the Patriots offense. Instead. They are still trying to square up some personal vendettas from the last 20 years. The Patriots have been wrecking havoc on the NFL, so it's about settling a score is what it's about. Now, uh, even if you've got no case. Now, part B of this, as we watched uh, the, the story unfold the last 24 hours involving the Patriots, and we talked about this in a previous episode, Bill Belichick Is he the village idiot or is he the smartest guy in the room when it comes to football? I would say that he's more likely the smartest guy in the room when it comes to football. And anybody with an IQ above 40 would think that, yeah, Belichick, if you had to make a football decision, you'd go with Belichick. And Belichick is not going to risk everything for the Bengals. You don't cheat against the Bengals. You just don't do it. Doesn't make any sense. Plus... The other thing, and I was thinking about this, and I don't know why no one has per- mentioned this as far as uh, the way NFL teams operate as the light flickers. <sighs> I'm telling you, it's one of those nights. It is one of those effing nights. Uh, anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so NFL teams used to call plays from the sidelines. There'd be like, you know, I'd put this, this, be like a third base coach in baseball, you know? They don't do that anymore. Offensive plays are called from the coach, either in the, on the field or the press box, but they're called to the quarterback in their helmet. So explain to me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Uh, how are you going to gain an advantage if you're recording the coach's signs on the sidelines when they aren't using signs to call in offensive plays? Do you understand what I'm I'm saying, are they are they recording so they can lip read and try to determine what they're saying, and and how will that help? I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But bang, that's bang. yeah. Well, that, maybe they're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so my theory has been that you know this is some chowder head who did something he wasn't supposed to do at a time he was not supposed to do it. But the fact that the Patriots did not tell him to do this, and more importantly, they took ownership of this tells you that there is no there there regarding any kind of meat on the bone. This is a jaywalking violation, is what this is. And you you can tr- try to twist it into a felony, but at this point it's a jaywalking violation. Pay a small fine, you're good. It's a parking ticket. And even though it is being painted as an act of football malpractice, heretofore unseen in Western history, uh, that is not the case. Uh, you got to love the overly dramatic uh, football media. They lay it on, uh, on thick. All right, last word here. So Bill Belichick, who he's not a cook, but he does have bigger fish to fry here. Uh, clearly, the Patriots' offense is frightening. It, it has been absolutely a uh, just an S-fest is what it has been here. It, it looks like a bad high school offense. Now, I played on a terrible high school team uh, my last year in high school where we couldn't do anything on offense. It was, it was how, many, how quick can we punt? Can we punt on first down? Uh, you know, it was that kind of thing. It was so bad. And that's where the Patriots are. Or if you go, you watch youth football, it's like the guy can't do anything, can't even snap the ball, it seems like, half the time. They have been publicly defecating up and down the field 
for a very long time. It's been unwatchable here against these better teams, and yet they have 10 wins. They've got that big record. But the the offense is not only is it no sizzle, it's no steak. They got nothing. In in airplane parlance, as a former pilot, uh, in airplane uh, parlance, they're the plane flying uh, against the headwind, pushing against them. And it's every time they have the ball. It's an eyesore. And Bill Belichick is a defensive guy. Uh, he is not some offensive maestro. Uh, that is on Josh McDaniel's shoulders, and it's not going so well. Now, I did see one prominent person in the media come out in support of Tom Brady. It's been kind of easy to unload on Brady. Skip Bayless, of all people, Mr. Dallas Cowboy fanboy himself, Skip Bayless. Did you see what Skip did? He, uh, he said that it's not Tom Brady. He said that the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady's fine said the receivers are the problem. The Patriots lead the NFL and drop passes, he said. Edelman's been terrible, and the tight ends are next to last in production, and Nikhil Harry has been a bust, and Sanu came over. Muhammad Sanu's not been very good either, and the running game, they stink, and just we had this whole list. But it's not Brady's fault. So he, he, he then implied that Bill Belichick is trying to speed up the exit of Tom Brady to replace him, which is a nice, convenient conspiracy theory, which has been said before that Belichick would like to play and win a Super Bowl without Brady, that that would cement his legacy as the greatest coach of all time because the Yabbit crowd will respond and say, well, yeah, but you had Brady the entire time. You won those Super Bowls. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but, 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 that's how that works. It's not a rabbit. It's a Yabbit. It's a different kind of an animal. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. That's going to happen. <laughs> and, and it's also been said that Brady would like to win without Belichick. That it's it, trying to outlast each other. Well, Belichick's going to win that battle. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Yes, it is. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. I am ready. Here we are. Toobaloo. During yesterday's show, you mentioned how Eli Manning didn't really prove anything during that performance last night. Brilliant Maller monologue. Yes, but many are saying that Eli saw it as an audition to start somewhere else next season. Yeah. Ben, do you think a team will be dumb or desperate enough to make Eli their starter? Well, I believe that Eli, I know there was a scout there from the, uh, I think it was the Rough Riders from the CFL. So I think he's got a shot there or the Blue Bombers of Winnipeg. But no, it it, it, it actually would not shock me. It shouldn't happen, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen because, A, Eli Manning is part of the first family of football. The Manning name in the NFL is akin to the Clinton name in politics. You know, like the Clintons uh, rule the Democratic Party and all that. Well, the same thing applies here. That name, the Manning name, carries so much cachet and so much weight. I wouldn't be stunned if some dumb team gave him an opportunity to at least win a starting job or make him a temp uh, as a part-time guy. And, and B, logically, Eli Manning should retire. He has been hanging on, stealing money for years. The obvious landing spot would be Jacksonville because of the connection to Tom Coughlin. Now, we mentioned as many as 15 NFL teams could be changing quarterbacks. If Eli is willing to sign with another trash can type of team, he will have an opportunity to win his starting job. I don't think they're going to give him the starting job, but they'll be like, oh, if you play well in training camp, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, you're the starter in air quotes. All right, next. At the winter meetings on Monday, Alex Cora joined uh, Major League Baseball tonight and refused to commit to Mookie Betts being on the roster opening day, essentially saying yeah. that the Sox would have to, quote, see where we're at with Betts. Ben, do you see him getting traded? And if so, where are your top destinations? Well, the problem is the Red Sox would actually like to trade Mookie Betts because they don't think he wants to play in Boston. This has been going on for several years, back when I was doing a local fill-in radio in Boston on the other station. And Mookie Betts has, I believe, one year, if I'm right, one year left before he is a free agent and can say, hasta la vista, arrivederci, to Fenway Park. I'm out of here. So he's essentially, if you trade him, he's an Airbnb. He's not a Holiday Inn extended stay. Uh, He's an Airbnb. He's there for the short term. And if he is hell-bent like these people around him seem to be indicating, he's a baseball mercenary and he's willing to hide in the shadows and be a hired gun uh, and, and get the most money, then, yeah, the Red Sox would love to trade. And the only team that makes sense this year would be like the Mets 
because the Mets could trade for him. They got that big hedge fund guy coming in who's going to infuse a bunch of money, supposedly, with the Mets, and then they could sign Mookie Betts long-term, and they could trade for him now and get an extra year out of him. Uh, but there, there has been a sense that, as I said, for, for a long time here, around Fenway that uh, it's been building up to the you know the, to road to Damascus moment for Mookie Betts. He, he likes it there, but he doesn't love it, and he'd be just as happy with the Rangers or Diamondbacks or Mariners or somebody else. He doesn't really care about playing in a baseball-obsessed city. In fact, probably would rather play in a place where they don't really care about baseball that much. All right, next! Trey Young has been great so far in his sophomore season, but he apparently isn't feeling great. Young reportedly had a uh, an emotional locker room scene as frustration from oh, yet another loss built up. So emotional. Yes. Now, yeah. apparently a, a high-ranking Hawks official ensured Young that the team was working to get him some help and soon. Yeah. Ben, do you see the Hawks making a splash in the trade market? Yeah. You ever watch American Idol back in the day? The I old, did. Yeah. Remember Randy, ja- Randy Jackson? Remember what he yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh, that's got to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, no, listen, I like I love Trey Young. He's a good player, and he's been wonderful. But uh, there is – here's the thing about the uh, this, this situation. There's, there's no rhythm or cadence to lead you to believe there's going to be a trade down. The rhythm of the trade period in the NBA is you play the season out the first couple months, and then – Right around Christmas, you start to say, okay, maybe we're going to make some trades. And then it's that slow buildup to late December. And then trades usually start happening late January, early February, right around the All-Star game in the NBA. So that's almost two months from now. And that's when you kind of know the contenders from the pretenders in the NBA. And that's that's how that works. And and secondly, like... It's that old line that Patino had about the Celtics, but I guess we can apply it here to the to the Hawks that you know Dominique Wilkins, Tree Rollins, and Joe Johnson are not walking through that door with Kevin Willis to save Trey Young. Now the good news is that guy John Collins who got busted for drugs, he's coming back, and I think he's going to come back in uh, the next couple of weeks or something. Like that. He's only missed a few more games uh, for Atlanta, so that that's the help. Never but, heard of him. Yeah, they're not going to be making any major trades other than what DeMar DeRozan could be traded, but he hadn't been traded yet. There were rumors he was going to be traded. He hasn't. All right. How do we do, Kubaloo? Look, you passed, Ben. I, I, if there's nothing that yeah. I don't agree yeah. with, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to yeah. fail you. Why do you say that like you're upset these morons in the Malin militia? I'm, I'm these getting haters. attacked. Well, these idiots, Koopaloop. All right, listen, these people are haters. Do not listen to the haters. We do positive radio. We don't do negative radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password, you idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. Uh, It's been a crazy night, so I want to do a crazy password game. We're going to have Phylexis play. Are you there, Phylexis? I'm here. Let's go. All right. And also playing is Hollering James. Hello, Hollering James. Oh, God. Hollering James. If I was any better, I would be a charger. But not a San Diego charger. Calm down. You're using my material. They're not, Good. they're not in San Diego anymore. Doesn't right. matter. I, for him, they still are. Uh, Phylexis, who do you want to partner up with, Phylexis? The birthday boy, my rice and beans, Glad Laberta. All right. And Hollering James, who do you want to partner up with, buddy? I want to holler up with you, big man. All right. Let's oh, get this here. done. Thank oh, God. God. All right. Uh, say a number, Phylexis, one to ten. Uh, this is a good place for Lanchitis. Number two. <laughs> Number two. All right. Go ahead there, Roberto. You are up. Uh, Number two. Oh, no. Those. Hi. <laughs> I'm in the Android. Come on. Go ahead. Uh, I, don't even, I think that must be a typo. No, I think you meant to say. Uh... Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wax. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not the other one, because that would be impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Good, Phylexis. That was the clue? Wax? The, the clue is wax, yes. Build up. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> two words. Ho- ho- hollering James. Uh, car. Huh? I told. 
This is going about as well. It's a better guess than Flex. Yeah, go ahead, Roberto. Buff. What did he say? Oh, God. These Buff. Words are, these words are all tied together. Buff. Buffed? Buff. B-U-F-F. Oh Buff. Oh, Buff. Oh Holy my God! God. Oh my oh, God! Is, 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 oh, all right, James. We came very close. Uh, pick a number, one to ten, but not two. Pick a number. I think that was eight points. We got it. Seven. <laughs> what, what did he say? He said we got it. Seven. All right, seven. seven. All right. Well, uh, this one we should get right away. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is know, a. Uh, really like uh, <laughs> let's go with. Uh, how about? This is one word. Uh, paperback. Writer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that we note, uh, 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 okay. no, it's it. was, we're, we're out of time. Uh, no, it's a book. It's a paperback book. I love you, James. Never play this game again. Alexis Wheat's Ben. Oh, my God. Oh, stop. Stop. A paperback. That was you a great lost clue. Alexis Paperback. Ben. That's not my fault. Paperback's a great clue. Shut up. Shame. Titanic. <laughs> The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.